Namaste. So in the series of Sherbindo's poems, today I thought we should read this poem to the sea. Because you know, sometimes you see the sea is turbulent and now, what is sea? It is a, actually like a Vedic poem because in the Vedas we see that very often images are used. And image of sea is used, image of sea and rivers quite often. The Vedas speak of two oceans. One, the inconscient below, aprakritim salilam, where there is not even nature, everything is involved. Inconscient. As if there is no consciousness. As if because consciousness is everywhere. And the superconscient. And man's life meets between, uh, moves between these two. Then there is another ocean which is described and this people often see in their dreams. It is the world forces. So whenever you see the sea in a dream, sometimes drowning, sometimes trying to splash to make you drown. Sahanadi is one very interesting dream where she jumps into the seas in the sea and she sees that it's all filled with all kinds of beastly creatures. And on the other side, a mother and Sherbinder, and she wants to reach. And she is afraid, terribly afraid. Then suddenly she remembers that they are there. And she calls them. And all these disappear and she is on the other side. So the sea represents the world forces. So this to the sea, of course this is the sea. But world forces can be very appalling. They may challenge us, threaten us, try to finish us. What should be our approach? Now that's why we see here the warrior Shurabindo and in yoga one has to have something of the warrior inside. Without that warrior type one cannot really arrive. That's why Shurabindo says in one of the aphorism that between the child soul and the camel soul there is the lion man. So child man is obeys whatever is given the, the camel is that which is obeying it's a drudgery you put on what is camel used for to travel they put to carry things so this is the camel man is the man who is who has to obey and this is the child who is filled with wonder who has arrived at that point where one is free you can't reach that new birth Straight from the camel man. You have to have the lion man in between who takes the challenge of life. If you try to escape, always look for comfort zone, secure zones. Then divine will say, excuse me, take your time. And then what happens? More challenges will mount. Because they are coming to make us leonine. So we have this wonderful poem without much delay. It's a little longish poem. To the sea. Shrabindu is addressing the sea. Of course we can imagine, obviously he has seen the sea and how he would have seen the sea. To the sea, O grey wild sea, this grey wild all ignorant nature, full of these dark forces, greys, ignorance, wild, reckless, all kinds of forces, if you look at it, they fill this world. O grey, wild sea. Thou hast a message, thunderer, for me. So what is the message that the sea is giving us? 
So very often we see and see a message that, you know, time is rolling by like waves. People have used the image of sea for, you know, like a drop in the ocean, waves, real, unreal. But here, Sri is giving a very different message from the sea. Their huge white backs, thy monstrous billows raise, abysmal cracks dug deep between. So when you see the huge waves rising and with deep inside, if you enter one of these, it will suck you down to the depths. So when you are seeing the sea, this is the image. But what does he see along with that? One pale boat flutters over them, hardly seen. Now look at it, we see this image, it's a beautiful image, one pale boat, somewhere on the sea. There is a story like that also, of someone, I am forgetting the name of the Rishi or the Yogi, but the story was that, you know, when um, he is threatened in the sadhana, in the yoga, then he sees that the entire fire which is, because these, all these, you know, beings, they try to threaten. So a fire is created in the forest where one is doing meditation. And one continues to remember the Lord. And then the demons appear and say, aren't you afraid? He says, see, you can't burn even this blade of grass which is right next to me. This is exactly how Prahlad's story also you see. You know, last question that Hiranyakashup says, you mean to say that the divine is even in this? And he says, yes. And he is hitting the pillar. He's become all hot. And he sees a little ant crawling up. He says, yes, the divine is there. You can't even harm this ant. You want to harm me? Who is protected by the Lord. So, this pale little boat, it's Shurabindo sees. And then what does he get the message from there? I hear thy roar. Call me. So you are calling me. The sea is calling him. Why dost thou linger on the shore with fearful eyes? Watching my tops visit their foam vast skies. So here now it's an enormous adventure. The sea is also a great adventure. So many times people who are you know, who are afraid of world, who are afraid of God, who are afraid of everything. So here it's calling to an infinite adventure. Like when Sri is writing, Savitri says, I have launched myself on the on an infinite adventure on a rudderless boat. So infinite adventure, it's calling. Watching my tops visit their foam-washed skies, this trivial boat dares my vast battering billows and can float. Death, if it find, are there not many thousands left behind? What are we afraid of? Actually, he is reminding us. When you know, there is a passage of the mother which can be many people find it very frightening. Where the mother says, when she describes the new consciousness has come, it is an adventure into the unknown, and then she says, When I told you it is a great adventure, you thought it's a joke. Then she says. It is an adventure to which I am calling you. What may happen to you next, I don't know. She uses this word and people get frightened. Mother, you don't know. What she is saying in the sense that now the new consciousness is working on your mind, life and body. 
the victory is certain but the path because nobody has ever done it before at one place shrimbinda says that this yoga he compares with the standard formatted yogas standard format yogas he says are like artificial canals so artificial canals you know from here to there you have ferry service from here to there you will go and this much is the depth here like swimming pool so they are swimming pool yogas so he says but this yoga is like the sea meaning thereby once you are in it you will even forget what is left right what is front and what is behind you may think you are going in front but you don't know <laughs> you think we are being pushed to the shore but that is also part of the journey because you are in it you will end up exploring the entire sea the sea is carrying you so he says that this is like and so therefore this yoga can only be done if you have the ship of brahma vidya the compass of faith and the steering by the divine shakti you can't do it by your little desire self that i want to do yoga i want to become a yogi none of these things so the sea is calling to this great adventure and telling yes that's why see the world forces and their plays a wonderful preparation for life of yoga those who are scared who run away how will they undertake the much greater infinite adventure that's why shrivinder and the mother used to say that don't come here to escape from worldly life because you will find your difficulties become much greater and often people give this example there are people who stayed here right from childhood they missed on something very important and i am saying this with great responsibility and i have seen this because they have never really faced mother of course wants everybody to be like you know have no difficulty but she herself said in one of her talks that humanity is not ready for this therefore blows come because we have never really faced the challenge of life we straight away we are entering by offering dudh to shivling and going to swarg but nature is demonic so what happens so while this is a base have the experience of world that's why we have in um, conventional this thing brahmacharya ashram grahastha ashram this is a base wonderful base is built here but if you don't take the challenge of life it tends to sometimes can get into your head because you have never really faced the challenge you have never gone into the world arena where people may tell you you are nobody so all these challenges in yoga also one faces so the sea is reminding that look at this boat death if it find are there not many thousands left behind dare my wild roar dare my wide roar nor cling like cowards to the easy shore come down and know what rapture lives in danger and overthrow it is dangerous of course yoga is dangerous in trying to become supramental one can become infradental and inframental everything is possible mental <laughs> it is a danger of the unknown unknown that that's what uh, even in savitri we have in the vision and the boon when ashwapati stands on the doors of the divine mother she knows what he is come come to ask so she instantly cautions him i am the fire and the sweetness and the cause of life but too immense my danger and my joy 
awake not the immeasurable descent truth born too soon might break the imperfect earth so danger is in that sense it's not that yoga is dangerous we should know the distinction it's not that mother was asked is yoga dangerous is not yoga is not danger it is supreme safety but if you do it under the stress of ambition under ego i am a yogi ambition to be a guru then you have the danger so she speaks of the dangers of yoga this question was asked to us but what is that it means that all our problems are uncovered and bared but if we have taken the approach of constant offering then we go through everything and she takes care of everything but the danger is there we live in a very neat comfortable world where we are every day we see the mirror and say mirror mirror tell me who is the fairest of them all the mirror says you my lord <laughs> but when we go to the divine he says wait wait leave your clothes take a dip and then when we come clothes are gone you thought you are a virtuous man you thought you are a man full of vices both i have taken now fine lord i feel ashamed i feel guilty oh is it well be in the river no please give us some dress come out then when we come out in front of the lord then there is the supreme revelation he gives us he has already kept a new set of clothes <laughs> so the sea is challenging do you dare me if you are afraid of me stay on the shore don't take this adventure mother says to that extent she says if you come to yoga when you come to yoga you must be ready to leave behind everything that you cling to as your support family religion country it is there the divine you have to be ready she says to hang by a slender thread of faith if you say my family i am very attached to family okay stay with the family till one day you realize that it's because of your family that you couldn't really make a little progress if you are attached to the country fine this life you dedicate to that or religion no my religion god is beyond all religion so that's why it is so vast and if you are attached to anything we are not really ready for the yoga now all these things have their relative truths but they are not absolute truths the day we make them absolute truths then we are gone and they have importance only with reference to the divine so it the sea is challenging and now what is the answer that is the beautiful part yes thou great sea i am more mighty and out below thee you see this is a different uh, response this is the great self only can speak that the ego cannot say that sri ramakrishna speaks of these two approaches one is the when somebody asked him that what is this self so he said ask you know nag mahashay he was very humble bhakta he says you tell tell them what is self he says thou art self who are you i am nothing i am dust of thy feet is very good then vivekananda comes suddenly he say now you see ask him you will see you will get a different answer so he asks narendra they are all discussing self can you tell what is self so vivekananda roars and says i am the self mightier than the universe 
and he says both are right this is a depending on how you realize it so he is a gyan yogi no so he toward the end he discovered that utter humility and because he started like he was a gyan yogi seeker tell me i want proofs evidences later on toward the last two years of his life you will see that vivekananda is a very different person but before that when somebody asked vivekananda but sankracharya does not say so he says yes but vivekananda says so. <laughs> and shobindo confirms it he says that it may sound egoistic but it is not because he had actually realized those things so he is to stay with his realization so this is the other approach where he says that i come on thy tops i rise it's an excuse to dally with the skies you want to drown me i'll rise on the tops of the forces in creation on your tops i shall rise everything that i enter into i'll take it to its ultimate utmost i sink below the bottom of the clamorous world to know you may say no not always sometime to i am going to sink you to the bed it is doesn't matter that also i'll discover look at this vastness and such faith on the safe land to linger is to lose what god has planned for man's white soul you don't want the adventure then stay that's what i say old time mentality used to be mohalla mentality still it is there you know what used to happen in mohalla what is you know what is that person's bahu doing what is that person whole life is confined toward that absolutely jobless even in temple this used to be the discussion colony now it is not mohalla it is colony mentality that creation is so vast it's not only about your country and world but so vast look at this immensity i i remember one small little experience of you know we had a very in air force days and i had just joined the air force as a young doctor and a very senior pilot so we had flown to a place called kumigram from jorhat at night everybody is sitting and so one of the persons there used to be very you know trying to be very arrogant so one of the persons asked okay doctor tell me little bit about ledamice in that time it used to be you know trying to before i could reply this pilot was a very he was a test pilot when a new aircraft comes he is the one who has to he is much higher in terms of his knowledge about flying in aircraft than this fellow because he started quoting i have read somewhere this that so he said excuse me do you know can you tell me right now where is the polar star so he started looking left right to search he said that's your job you don't even know where the polar star is <laughs> it was such an humbling experience he actually took my side to tell him something but for me it was an experience that even if i told him about all this what do i really know what do we know beyond the tip of our noses so then you realize that you know knowledge is so vast infinite and if we linger on the shore what are we going to find scratching the surface and saying i know he says to linger on the safe land to linger is to lose what god has planned for man's white soul 
who set eternal Godhead for its goal. What is the goal to become this, that? No, to become God. Why? Because we are that in our truth. Imagine if a child says, you ask a child, what do you want to become? Says, I want to become God. <laughs> Look at the parents. Surely consult a psychiatrist, huh? Sometimes they do consult. Yeah, ashram join karna chata hai. So I ask them problem. What is the problem if he wants to join the ashram? No, he is quite a young person. See, we give him your example. Then they quote me. See, he got married. It is his job. I said, if I have done a mistake, you want him also to do a mistake? I said, why are you presuming that is the... <laughs> At least he wants to do something beautiful rather than... This is the other way to look at it. Not like... You know, he is not wanting to run away from life. Of course, you should take the challenge. But what I am saying is that here you have to understand that somebody wants to enter into an adventure. Of course, one must know that joining the ashram is to enter into a super washing machine or the Bharat of Shiva. So you think ashram very nice, you know, you Shivji Bharat. So you are dressed like a gentleman. I am now a god. Because I have joined the ashram. <laughs> Next to you, there will be <laughs> Shivji Bharat, gods wonder whether we should go or not go. Because you have Bhut, Pret, Pishach, everybody. Asur. They are all walking. Why? Because they have all to go to the Divine Mother. Then only they will be saved. So if you are so much don't touch me type, then stay. So that is the challenge. Says eternal Godhead. That is the goal that God has set for man. This agenda is our agenda. I'll become this doctor, I'll become this position. This is our agenda of lower nature. Because we are not ready, so nature sets us little goals. Like parents, you know, they set a little goal, kindergarten, nursery. Okay, go learn ABCD. But after we have learned this ABCD of the intellect, then we learn the alphabet of the infinite. This is the ABCD of the intellect. So this is, but to think this is ultimate is to fool ourselves. God has not created us for doing this or that. He has created us to become like him. Eko ham bahushyami. So, therefore he arrayed danger and difficulty like seas. As we said, it's all entire range of world forces which may challenge us, threaten us. Therefore he arrayed Danger and difficulty like seas and made pain and defeat and put his giant snares around our feet. Things that are not making us advance. We were thinking we are going to take a leap and we are all ready. You know like you are waiting. Now this race is going to begin. And then you take one step forward. Now you can't move. What happened? You see that there is a giant snare holding you back. And next feet, why did you do God this to me? Yes, because I am not interested in your winning the race. I want something else, your strength to develop. While staying here also you will win the race, if you take the right attitude. So even at one place in Savitri, Savitri says very beautifully, when uh, death says, why don't you be free and you know be there with boundless Satyavan? She says, what is that freedom which cannot be free unless it is unchained and free from the bonds. He says, this is freedom, to be in bonds and yet free. Freedom is unconditional, it doesn't depend. If you have a condition, I must be out of the world to be free, then it's a very conditional freedom. But to be in the world, 
with everything and yet be free. This is very difficult. Shabinda says that, but because it is difficult, therefore it must be attempted. So he says, God arranged all this pain and defeat and danger and put his giant snares around our feet. His snares, look at it, we say some other, his snares, giant snares. <laughs> the cloud he informs with thunder and assails us with his storms. Imagine you are stuck with giant snares. You can't escape in a shelter. And then there is thunder and the downpour and the lightning. Shabinda is giving us that example. That man may grow king over pain and victor of overthrow. Matching his great unconquerable soul with adverse fate. To bring out the strength of the soul, this is how God challenges us. The day we see behind the mask and know, Oh, Lord, you are putting these snares. Fine. How long you will play the game? So what do we do? We continue to aspire towards perfection. That's what people, when they compromise with fate, that's where the problem lies. Continue to aspire towards perfection. So what it will do? It will increase the strength till one day we have the strength to break free from the snare. You face death, continue to aspire for immortality. You have thunder and storms. Don't give up. Continue to aspire for beauty and harmony and light till clouds disperse and light comes through. Then it's, that's the way for man. So he's saying, refuse to give up. And then he says to the sea, Take me, be my way to climb the heavens, thou rude great sea. You want to drown me, you will become my way to climb to the heavens. If I am afraid of you, I stay on the shore, I will not find what God has planned. You too are a part of that plan. You too are part of that larger picture. Within you too, it is he who is hidden. And the day I understand it, then we will not be afraid of anything anymore. He says, take me, be my way. Take me to the heavens. When we face the challenge of life with the right attitude, then we turn it into a great victory. We turn it into a yoga in its own right. People often think, no, mother's work. What is mother's work? Some days back there was a discussion going on. Everything is mother's work, including your human relationships. Turn it upward, it is mother's work. What is mother's work? Everything turning toward divine life. That is her work in a sense. How do we do it? By constant offering, by getting rid of selfishness, egoism and desire. Any activity. On the other hand, we may be doing ashram work and yet not be doing her work. Because it's my position... I am eyeing, when will I get that chair, you know, which is getting empty, today, tomorrow. And then the moment we get it, we forget all the inspiration and all, all my ideas, opinions, now I am going to impose. Because I get my chance. This is not mother's work. This is like self-fulfilling ego. But mother's work, whatever we may be doing, wherever we may be, yet when we turn all energies towards the divine, then it becomes mother's work. Because that is what it is. Why is she working in us? To hasten the rule of divine love upon earth. Hastening truth. Bringing out the beauty and truth and light hidden behind everything. So when we offer, 
then she starts working and it turns into so she says you be my way to climb to the heavens you want to shallow me and then look at this i will seize thy mane you know lions have their hairs i will seize thy mane i will ride on you like singh ki sawari i will seize thy o lion i will seize thy mane o lion i will tame thee and disdain i will try to tame the forces of nature i will refuse to give way to lower movements believing that i am a helpless slave i am not i will turn them into a greater revelation a greater possibility you know that is what agast rishi's famous story you know and he has non veg in that uh, asuras place where there are two asuras and they were cheating every time a sage will come so they will make them eat human meat which will be one of the brothers who will be killed and cooked and when they have eaten then they they had the sanjeevani mantra and they will say come out and he will come out and the stomach is torn and the rishi dies this was the how the story goes is figurative so agast rishi comes to know he says okay i'll come so they invite him do the same trick he swallows one of the asuras then the other one says watapi come out nothing happens again he says watapi mantra come out nothing happens then agast rishi smiles says actually i have digested him you know <laughs> can't come out <laughs> to transmute even that and everything is possible you know that's by the help of the grace so he says i'll do what if you cannot succeed that also shirbindo reveals as the last oh lion i will tame thee and disdain or else below into thy salt abysmal caverns go what is the other possibility one may not succeed but when we do something with the right attitude that failure has paved the way for a future success somebody who has never tried has failed before he has tried somebody who has tried and failed has paved the way for success this is the difference so into thy salt abysmal caverns go receive thy weight upon me and be stubborn as my fate <laughs> you say that see what i have done to you and you will say no this not the last act or the last scene in the great drama i rise from the grave and i rise from the pyre and i'll come again and challenge you one day see this is the story of amba no amba ambika ambalika amazing story where she cannot take on bhishma even parshuram says i cannot so she says but i will so what does she do she does tapasya comes in another life as a woman and yet she becomes the cause of his downfall so even if failure of one life but with effort if you have done the effort not like i'll do nothing and sit and that's nothing even a failure when you have tried something wonderful paves the way for success in the future so this what he is reminding us into thy salt or else below into thy salt abysmal caverns go receive thy weight upon me and be stubborn as my fate i come o sea to measure my enormous self with thee so he says ki i'll come 
all the challenges. See when Shurvinda took to yoga, he says, all the established forces of the world are against this yoga. Shurvinda never hit the difficulty. Very clear. And that's why he said there is grace. If ever anybody imagines that one can do this yoga by one's own effort, because these forces are even beyond our understanding. They are so deceptive and cunning. If you read through book 2, you will see death. Not only you will see in death the denial that Savitri faces from established materialistic scientific doctrines. But also from what we traditionally pass on as spiritual and religious. Even from there, death takes that position and announces divine life is not possible. You will try hundred times and you will fail. Still, see that last, that story which is very inspiring. Often I love to narrate it, you know, Prithvi Raj Singh Chauhan. So he was, the, he was a brave uh, Rajput king who had repulsed the attack of Temur several times back. 17 times it is said. But he was generous enough, forgave him. and Then he came with a huge army and some betrayal and finally he conquered the kingdom. And he gorged away the eyes of this noble king, Rajput king. And then he wanted to have a further tamasha. So he said, you know, he called everybody and to celebrate the victory. He said, I have heard that you can shoot arrows just by sound. Why don't you show it before? Like, you know, he is a caricature in front of everybody. He has to now display his archery skills. So he says, okay. But I have one condition. I can do it only if my poet Chand Bardai is sitting by my side. Oh, this is okay. Poet, harmless creature. He can't even pick up a bow. Forget about helping you. But anyways, if you feel comfort, fine. It's like they are all pleasure trip. So all the Mughals, they are around and they are going to see what, see this king, what a humiliation. And the king sits and he takes the arrow. He has to now shoot by sound and the gong will sound and he has to shoot in that direction. But Chand Vardai knows what is to be done. He didn't, what he didn't know was that he could not only shoot by sound, he could calculate a distance and shoot. So Chand Bardai says a very famous, there is a couplet. So in that couplet he describes where the king, emperor is sitting. He says, Art, Char Baas, Chaubis Gaj, Angul Ast Praman. So Char Baas is standard, so much distance from here, Chaubis Gaj, this is his high height. Angul Ast, 8 degrees Praman. This is the coordinate. Tau par sultan hai, mat chuko chohan. That's where the emperor is sitting. <laughs> so the gong does, but he turns the bow and shoots the king, the emperor. So this is called not giving up in the face of failure and defeat. Same thing with Porus. When he says, how should I treat you, Alexander? He says, I am a king. Treat me as a king would treat a king. Now, this is called refusing to give up. So, basically in this, however difficult the appearance is, however dark, we should refuse absolutely to give up. 
And we should always aspire for that inner strength. Always aspire. What if we don't succeed? Doesn't matter. It has paved the way for future success. That's what lines from Savitri where he says, Man can accept, he can refuse his fate. So what happens? He may refuse his fate. I don't want to die. And yet he may die. Not that I don't want to die out of fear. <laughs> I want to fight with this illness. Okay, you may succumb to it. Man can accept, he can refuse his fate. Even if the one maintains the decree, you still die. Thy refusal is written in thy credit page. For doom is not a close, a mystic seal. Arisen from the tragic crash of life. Arisen from the defeat. The soul rises mightier with each defeat. Its godlike wings grow wide with every fall. So this is what we have to remember that even if we can do nothing outwardly, still inwardly we can do something and that is to refuse to give up and to continue to aspire. And if we do that and if we take the name of God and till the last breath, then we have already cleared a lot of, we have covered a lot of distance to take the next leap. But people unfortunately spend their time in just an it, it, you know, outward struggle. Oh, they will run to doctor, what will happen? It's not about that. He's not saying that. What is the goal? To become one with God. What if my body, mind, life doesn't support me? My heart falters and fails. Still continue to aspire. This is what he's saying. He's not saying, some people catch it by the wrong end. Even at, you know, they want to live forever and they will take all vitamin D, latest fancy, vitamin B, now Corona, another, and they are running, saying, no, no, mother has spoken about physical transformation. The only way to do physical transformation is to be afraid of Corona and survive. It's not that. She has said, above all, divine life. Let the focus will be that. And that we can continue doing till the last moment. Nobody can stop us. Fortunately, no person on earth, either living with us or far away or our departmental person, anybody, nobody can ever come between us and this goal except ourselves. So he's reminding us that even if in such a, that's what in synthesis he says, that even if it doesn't succeed because there is a fundamental defect in nature or whatever. He says effort was premature. Still it has paved the way for the future and the definitive stamp and seal has been put. And the soul returns back and takes a leap. So with these lines we will stop. Last passage I will read. To linger... On the safe land to linger is to lose what God has planned. For man's white soul, who set eternal Godhead for its goal, therefore he arrayed danger and difficulty like seas and made pain and defeat and put his giant snares around our feet. The cloudy informs with thunder and assails us with his storms that man may grow king over pain and victor of overthrow. King over pain and victor of overthrow. When even he is overthrown, he says, I refuse to give up. Matching his great unconquerable soul with adverse fate. The soul can never be conquered. 
the sign of the soul emergences it refuses to give up to fate because it believes in the godhead take me be my way to climb the heavens thou rude great sea i will seize thy mane o lion i will tame thee and disdain or else below into thy salt abysmal caverns go receive thy weight upon me and be stubborn as my fate somebody asked shubindo what if uh, a lot of difficulties he says you should be more difficult than the difficulty more obstinate than the difficulties does matter i come o sea to measure my enormous self with thee